0: new show from the truth me show channel this is in the beginning this is a pilot episode and we hope to bring you it on a regular basis on uh patreon so there's a patreon exclusive because myself and christy who's going to co-host the show with me are going to try and do this as a regular show and go in deep go a deep dive on one specific thing and our one specific thing today is tetsuya nato christy how are you
1: I'm okay. I was really excited about the Naito one, actually, because when I got into New Japan, he was already the big star. So I haven't seen anything from Naito that was before that. Right. So this show is completely new to me. And <laughs> this is also... it's. I think I started watching New Japan um, after Wrestle Kingdom 2017.
0: Yeah.
1: And that had Tanahashi and Naito. And that's what kind of got me into New Japan. Like Okada Omega was really good. But I saw Tanahashi and I was like, who's that guy? I'm going to stay and watch this. Yes. And then we're watching this show. And it's also got Naito Tanahashi. Yeah.
0: That is kind of the eternal struggle should we start with some backstory up until this point sure i think that's important thing to say as we're talking about tetsuya nato i mean nato had started as a rookie in new japan um in 2009 and joined the chaos faction not long after making the main roster and tagging with yujiro takahashi in the team no limit which became the became the first team to win the junior heavyweight and heavyweight tag team championships he did an excursion in impact wrestling which didn't really do anything for him it didn't really do anything for anyone who went on those excursions to be honest he kind of actually did all right but he did he, do all right anyway um <laughs> and then he came back as a babyface after no limit played its cards out and he left chaos to join on time and he was presented as the Stardust Genius, a genius-level professional wrestler, and New Japan Pro Wrestling did their absolute level best to make him the next big thing in New Japan Pro Wrestling, including a WrestleMania WrestleMania Wrestle Kingdom match against Keiji Muto as the Wrestling Genius match, which just did nothing to help the fact that Tetsuya Naito as a babyface was problematic to say the least because have you seen any of those matches from around about 2012 to 2013 no all i know
1: about naito is what he is now and then the one interview new japan did like they did an interview series with all the big stars i think it was about 2015 16 Mm -hmm. and i went back and watched all of those so i know about babyface Naito from just that interview? <laughs> I, oh.
0: watched, I watched it unfold at the time in 2013 and it was not a pretty sight. <laughs> um, he wins uh, the G1 Climax and is given the championship shot at Wrestle Kingdom and loses to Kazuchika Okada, but not before the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match is bumped down the semi-main event slot yeah, by the fans, one. yes, and that's where his resentment starts to kick in. To make matters worse, as the Never open-weight Heavyweight Champion, he starts to hear boos for the first time as a babyface, and when he wrestles Okada, the fans are indifferent to his loss. They don't hate him yet, but they don't like him either. And then he goes on to defend his Never open-weight Championship against Tomohiro Ishii, and the fans despise him. They hate him. They have found reasons to dislike him as he wrestles Ishii. And I think it's at, uh, I'm trying to remember the card that it was, but it was 2013 uh, Invasion Attack. That was it. It was the same night Shizukiori Nakamura wrestled Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Tanahashi had to turn heel for the night because he couldn't get a babyface reaction out of the crowd. There was that kind of crowd. <laughs> yeah. They were they were not in the mood for anyone who wasn't chaos. Chaos was the hottest property in wrestling at the time. And Ishii just bulldozed NATO out of the Never Open weight Championship and the fans hated him. They despised him. And it went on. And Kevin Kelly often talks about his relationship with the Osaka fans. And the Osaka fans really did not like him at all. And he goes off to Mexico on an excursion and starts hanging out with the whoosh and La Sombra and the guys from Ignorables. And suddenly he has a whole new attitude when he comes back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, A couple months before this card, I remember watching a tag match uh, that myself and Alex Watt did a review of, where he tagged with Coach Ribushi and just wouldn't tag in or wouldn't tag out or just wouldn't do anything. At which point, Alex Watt coined the phrase, no folks, NATO, and that's where the Ignorables came into play. And this is the first card, which was King of the Pro Wrestling in 2015, which gives you the first look at Los Ignorables de Japón as they would become known.
1: Yeah, I remember watching one match. I don't know why. Um, but it was a match where he was tagging with Juice Robinson. Yes. And he did the exact same thing you mentioned with Ibushi. Like, just not tagging in, not tagging out. Breaking all the rules. And Juice would go, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would look at him like, one, I don't understand what you're saying. And two, I don't care what you're saying.
0: <laughs> and
1: would continue to break all the rules it's it's like comparable to jay white in chaos yeah like you can tell he's not there because he's a good guy (laughs) he's in completely the wrong part of town and he just doesn't care so that's that was the one memory i have of that part of naito's career
0: Yes, that's about right. It it's it was uh yeah, it was a crazy, crazy time <laughs> to watch this guy who'd been I wouldn't say beloved, but certainly liked a couple of months before into this deep, dark character that came out of it that wasn't like anything we'd seen in wrestling before. He was suddenly a star. And he looked like a star and he carried himself like a star. And honestly, up until that point, as a babyface, he had the personality of wet cardboard. I don't, I don't dislike anyone, and I hated him. So you know, it was it was that bad. He was, I, I think you know, people used to complain about John Cena was too nice. You know, John Tom Tessinato Nato made John Cena seem like a pirate in comparison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really interesting because as someone who didn't watch it. If I hear about this, I just feel really bad for Naito. I I, I don't... As someone who hasn't experienced the feelings you felt, it makes no sense to me. I just feel really bad for him.
0: Yes, because he wasn't allowed to express himself the way he wanted to. Also, because
1: in that interview that I did watch, it is so clear that Naito is uh, such a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And he just wants so desperately for the fans to like him and love him. And I think the interview was right before he was kind of pushed aside by the crowd that he was trying so hard to wrestle for and wanted yeah. love from. yeah, so like for someone watching from the outside, it makes no sense that people treated him that way. It just feels wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, he's gained redemption since, obviously, you know, and he's their biggest, most popular star. He is more popular than Tanahashi. He is more popular than Okada. And, but it, it's taken a long time, especially those Osaka fans. Osaka fans are a bit like, I'm trying to think, they're a bit like Philadelphia fans in the States. Philadelphia fans don't like anything other than Philadelphia. These are the same people that booed Santa Claus at, <laughs> at Veterans Stadium in the late 1960s. And then on the 50th anniversary of the kid dressed as Santa Claus getting booed off, they brought him back and they booed him off again. <laughs> you know, Osaka like that, working class crowd that don't suffer fools gladly. And NATO didn't fit the bill. They didn't just didn't like it. And now they adore him. They have taken him under his wing because he's proved that he doesn't need them. That's the whole point, isn't it? So let's have a look at this card. And it's a nice time capsule to see where New Japan was five years ago, especially this opening match, because it's Jushin Thunderweiger, now retired, Kushida, now of NXT, Mascaro Dorada, now firmly stuck in CMLL, because he can't go anywhere else. By Suki Teguchi, uh, pre Teguchi Japan and Tiger Mask, who's you know Tiger Mask, and they defeated the Young Boy team. Yes, let me get this straight. The Young Boy team of David Finley, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Show Tanaka, and Yoho Kimatsu. Dave Finley and Juice Robinson are now Fin Juice, the Impact Wrestling tag team champions. Show and Yo are the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions and Jay White has won every singles belt in the industry in New Japan Pro Wrestling and is currently after the Never Openweight Championship of Hiroshi Tanahashi. This was a bit weird to watch. Now we know what happened to all these boys, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is also because they were my first Young Lion class.
0: I'd, argue, I'd argue the best Young Lion class of a long time. Possibly.
1: I mean, if you look where they're, they've gone since then, like you we're listing all their accomplishments. That's one of the things I also wrote down is, it's amazing to see that all of them have been successful, either as a singles wrestler, as a tag team wrestler. It, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is, you know, it's it, Dave Finley, who's probably the lesser celebrated of the, of the quintet, has been a never point six man tag team champion. He's been a world IWGP tag team champion, world tag league winner and Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champion. You know, that's, that's a pretty good career in five years.
1: And they're still fairly young. Yeah. Like, I, I was looking at this match, and it's, it's like things haven't changed on the one hand, but things have also changed so much on the other. <laughs> like, like these boys, because they still look like boys, have just grown so much. Like, if you look at Jay White in that match, can you imagine him five, six years later being the Jay White that he is today? I'm not sure I would have imagined it.
0: No, he's got the moves. He's leg-orientated. There's all the bits there. But the thing that really struck me as they came into the ring is they all look like stars. They all have presence. They all look like they know what they're doing the complete package and they just smile and you go, that guy's going to be a TV star. That guy's going to be a TV star. All of them, Finley, Juice, Robinson, they, they all look, they, before the match even starts, not the actual wrestling content, which is great, but the actual like just them stood in the ring in black boots and black tights, they all look like they could own the place and none of them are above 25 at the time.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's also, you you mentioned, mentioned the moves, the fact that they can just wrestle comfortably already as young lions, it makes it so apparent that these are guys who are going to go far because usually when there's a young lion in the match, they are so far below the person they're tagging with. Yeah. But I didn't see anyone in, in that group of five who looked like they were below the others and they could all hold their own. And it was a really good match and it didn't really look like they were outclassed. Like, yeah, they were, and we knew they were, (laughs) but they weren't going to admit to that. And they were all really solid in what they were doing. It wasn't like I have three moves that I can do and I'm just waiting to put those three moves in. And that's something that some young lions have like, it's clear that they're waiting for their three moves to do, and then they're done. And it didn't look like that with these five. So it was really, really fun to see the yeah. the, the young young lions.
0: Yes. I will also say, like, you know, um, just looking at their moveset, one thing or another, Dave Finley, Jay White, and Juice Robinson were already competent wrestlers when they got to the dojo. And Sho and Yo were rookies, proper rookies. They were, they were fresh, up, fresh out of the college system. You know. So I think that had a bit of a knock-on effect for Sho and Yo. They mm-hmm. learned quick from Dave, Jay, and Juice. You already knew what they were doing. You know, Juice, Juice's tenure in the dojo, it has been mentioned it was more angle than reality because mm-hmm. they wanted some way to bring him into the company slowly and, and give him a chance to develop. But he's still tagged with all those guys on a regular basis, and him and David did become friends in the dojo years. So when you see Finn Juice on the road today, they are, like, one of the reasons why they click and they do all those fancy double-team maneuvers from wrestling history's past is because they spend so much time together, and they want to pay homage to those teams that they loved when they were kids, and that's part of their shtick, and it grew in this this environment, So Shall we go on to the next match?
1: Yes. Also, let's be glad that Juice got rid of the hair. <laughs> oh,
0: oh boy! Yes, yes this, is, this was Juice's dreadlocked period. Are you thankful to John Moxley for coming along and making Juice get serious and have a haircut?
1: Thank you very, very much.
0: Thank you very much, Mr Moxley. Uh, yes. Soon to be defending the US IWGP US Championship against Yuji Nagata. We'll talk about in a moment.
1: Well, that's a decision. <laughs> like... yeah.
0: That, I mean, I, I would have thought you'd have gone with Kojima, <laughs> but if, if it's Yuji, that's fine.
1: Oh, he likes bright Uncle.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, Yuji said today, I have thought about the challenge, I am 52 years old, and I will try my best.
1: He, he's tweeting in English too, it's so cute.
0: Yeah, he does. He, he only tweets like two or three phrases, but but, but but he does try his best.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: he does what he says. You cannot, you cannot argue with Blue Justice. Of course but not. The, the next match was well intriguing, and given today's kind of like, uh, well, well, the position they are on the card now, <laughs> this wouldn't happen. <laughs> Tomiaki Hama defeated Yoshihashi in eight minutes and fifty-five seconds of a perfectly serviceable wrestling match, and you realize how far Tomiaki Hama cannot move like he used to. Um, obviously he's a problematic person but the actual content of the wrestling match was reasonably good Um, and Yoshihashi didn't quite have the presence that he has now, like now he's an established upper mid carder burgeoning on the main event, will win big matches against big opponents like EVIL on a regular basis and people won't really bat an eyelid, but there was a time when he wasn't all that quite clearly (laughs) and this was it (laughs) what were your thoughts on this one, Christy?
1: I have mixed feelings. Like, why did it have to be Honma?
0: <laughs>
1: Couldn't if he had a match with someone else. <laughs> but no, it had to be Honma. And Honma, of course, being the baby face in the match, which is really annoying to me because he doesn't deserve it.
0: No, he doesn't. But also, I point out Yoshihashi wasn't really a heel now, was he? he?
1: He was a Japanese Rudo, according to the commentary.
0: Yeah. I would go with that, because he wasn't really... He was just kind of like, people disliked him because he wasn't a babyface. It wasn't really people... I don't think people could make the effort to dislike him, to be honest.
1: Well, this is also a loose explosion, Joshi Hashi. <laughs> Which is still... Oh dear. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> that was the
0: decision, like... It was. Ooh. It was, it, it was just Japanglish of the highest order. Um, yeah. It's not giant baba levels of Japanglish. Um, Giant Baba's was just j- j- your choice of words are just outstanding. Strongest determination tag league. <laughs> Championship yeah. carnival. Okay.
1: I just don't get it though. Like, they have English speaking people on their roster. Like, just walk up to Rocky and it's like, is this correct English? Yes. No. Yes. Okay, we'll do it. Like, it's that easy.
0: <laughs> but no. Well, we'll talk about somebody else later on the card whose name is spelled so badly wrong on the graphics you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I've or written right that
1: down as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Trends.
1: Anyway, anyway um, <laughs> about this match. Yeah. The the Honma cheers. Like, as far as the cheers themselves, I hate it because he doesn't deserve it, like I said. But also it makes me miss live audiences like that. Yes. I I can't wait for COVID to be over because that is just amazing.
0: I think as well, we'll have a much better place of where we see people. It's difficult to see who's over and who's not. Yeah. Because especially, and I think crowds have got quieter just generally because I think they're exhausted (laughs) because people are exhausted. They are.
1: yeah Yeah. but but also they don't have a way of expressing them expressing themselves the way they used to so if you're really excited you're not going to you know pound your chair that's not normal so you have to force yourself to do it and a lot of people are like well i can't be
0: bothered no it's just yeah and it's like but people were over for this match they were into it they liked it they they liked what was going on and you just don't get reactions like that now because you can't.
1: No, it, it, it's weird because we kind of assume certain things about certain wrestlers, like Naito is going to be the popular one. Mm. That's what we assume, but we don't know. Maybe no. in, the, in the last year, Naito has become less popular. Who knows?
0: It's a possibility. I think.
1: I doubt it, but still, <laughs> it's an example. So.
0: Yes. That's that's the thing. And, you know, it's it's difficult as well as you've had two new champions, main event champions. On. One who's obviously massively unpopular with us and the larger Western audience. Um, but also, we don't know how that's playing in New Japan. Is he getting props yeah. or not? We don't. That, really
1: that's know. also a thing. Like I, it's a shame we can't gauge the reaction from the audience anymore because the audience used to be our for us because we don't speak Japanese. a representation of how the Japanese side of the fan base looks at it. But we don't have that anymore, so it's kind of just a guessing game at this point. We think the audience isn't okay with this, but who knows?
0: Yeah, we shall see. We'll see the world, but that's all we can do at the moment. But yes, this was entertainment of the highest order with a hot crowd for a match that they really enjoyed, which is nice to see, and something we need to see again. Anything else you'd like to say about this match?
1: Nah, just that it's it's clear that Yoshi Hershi isn't fully comfortable yet.
0: No, it took him a while to settle down into any sense of rhythm, really.
1: Yeah, and also it, it looks like Honma is completely in control, like both in and outside of Kayfabe. Yeah. I imagine Honma is completely calling all the shots. And yeah. I think Yoshihashi from now would have been given way more leeway to call the match as well. Yeah. Like, he's able to tell the story. Like, the Finlay match he had hmm. recently, I think Yoshihashi was also very involved in how it went. And yeah. I didn't see that at all, this match.
0: The second best match in the G1 was Evil versus uh, Yoshihashi. Because it wasn't the Yoshihashi match, and it wasn't an Evil match. It was a match that looked completely different, and um, Yoshihashi got a great match out of Evil, which was really hard to do in 2020 because you know a bunch of people couldn't do it. So, and it's not, and I don't think it's Evil's fault either. It's the style he has to wrestle to get his character over, and it's not particularly conductive to the way he works. So, it's difficult to get good matches out of Evil at the minute. Nobody's fault it's just the way yeah I, I think
1: evil needs to get to the point where Yoshihashi got like he's comfortable in himself and his character and that allows him to start to wrestle differently
0: yeah
1: like evil needs to figure out where his character is and what he is and isn't allowed to do as a heel yeah
0: Um,
1: and figure out ways in which he can have an interesting match without going
0: face yeah it's it's got to be, there's got to be more there than what's going on now, certainly. Right then, next we had an eight-man tag team match featuring the New Japan Dads, the third generation, Hiroshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, Manubi Nakanishi, and Yuji Nagata against Japan's, well, I guess fourth generation, Hiroki Goto, Katsuyori Shibata, Kota Ibushi, and Captain New Japan. It lasted twelve minutes, two minutes and twelve seconds, and you really did get a good taste of what was going on in the upper mid-card at the time and why Captain New Japan was useless. <laughs> uh, he, he was wasn't... useless.
1: Here he was useless in the last match.
0: Yes, that that's it. And uh, he, he had no redeeming qualities as a professional wrestler whatsoever. He's supposed to like represent the New Japan way, and all he does is cheat because he can't win properly. At the yep. time <laughs> I've got to say, at the time, Tenzan and Kojima were still one of the best tag teams in the world, though they were on the end of their ride, as you can imagine. Yuji Nagata was hot. He was really good. Um, Manubi Nakanishi was lumpy and middle-aged, as he had been for quite some time. But he, wasn't, he was trying in this match. He was really on it. Uh, what he got up on, on
1: the top rope this match.
0: He did, which is a rare recursion, because he might do himself an injury. <laughs>
1: Well, Captain New Japan, like, one of the things I've written down about him is, LOL, Captain New Japan. (laughs) And I don't even know the guy, like, he was gone by the time I got into New Japan, so all I know about him is people's commentary on him, and that he's basically a, well, LOL kind of character.
0: I'm not even sure if he's still wrestling, because his contract, he went out of contract after the Bone Soldier incident. uh. Um, so, is he still wrestling? I'll, I'll have a look. Do you want to keep going?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, the kind of thing I wanted to talk about Captain New Japan is that he was in the match for like 10 seconds, he would get into the ring, he'd get the crowd to boo him, and then he tagged out. So, really, he's a really talented wrestler. He can just make a crowd <laughs> boo him in 10 seconds flat. And then he tags out because he's too lazy. I don't know. I don't know the guy to do anymore.
0: <laughs> the amazing comments on Cage Match. He was only serviceable as Captain New Japan, in which comedy is embarrassing lack of wrestling talent. <laughs> well,
1: well, some wrestlers are better as character wrestlers than actual wrestlers.
0: He did retire in 2017 after a, a, a an eight an eight year career, which saw him wrestle for New Japan almost exclusively, except for a couple of shots with Kai and Tai, and a couple of shots with Noah.
1: So, wh- when in 2017 did he retire? Uh,
0: he and retired. where? I will, will look that up. Excuse me. Got good <laughs> friends at Cage Match. will tell you. I'm pretty sure he retired on that last show. Yes. It was New Year's Dash 2017. He uh, lost and was pinned. (laughs) Went out on his back whilst tagging with Bad Luck File, Kenny Omega, and the GOD against Cheeseburger. Oh, right. And Team 2000. Hiro Sato, who must have been about 60 by then, Hiroshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, and Scott Norton.
1: Now, I would have watched that show i don't remember captain new japan at all
0: he, but he wasn't captain new japan then he was bone soldier then yeah, but I,
1: as bone soldier either like the only bone soldier i know is ishimori
0: yes the good bone soldier has <laughs> well,
1: how many bone soldiers are there just two
0: just the two just the two. okay um i think I, they were they were toying with the idea of calling a bone soldier too i think no one went with that. No, he's, he's kind of uh, outgrown the Bone Soldier thing already. He's the only one we ever had.
1: Yeah, do they, do they even call him Bone Soldier still?
0: Not really. It's Taijishima, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's one of those things, like, you, here you have this legendary Ace of Noah. Let's give him another name. Why?
1: And <laughs> a silly one.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like when WWE hired Terry Gordy in the mid-1990s, and... Bless his cotton socks. Terry was trying very hard, but he was not the wrestler he was even three years before because he'd come out of a drug-induced coma. So they stuck him under a mask and called him the Executioner.
1: That makes sense.
0: By Why? like, he's Terry f***ing gaudy. <laughs> if you're going to ride on his coattails, ride on his coattails. Don't stick him in a mask and then you let him blunder about. <sighs> anyway.
1: We're talking about blundering about, Nakanishi. Yeah. Yes. Like I have this weird mixed feeling about him watching him wrestle here.
0: Yeah.
1: Because on the one hand, I don't miss watching him at all.
0: No.
1: Like, I'm sorry, I know the guy worked hard and he was a star before, but it it was torture to watch him in the last years that he was wrestling. But then on the other hand, it's kind of nostalgic. Like, he was such a big part of New Japan when I started watching. He'd be on every show. And I'd be bored out of my skull on every show. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm still... It's like the Izuka thing as well. Like, I don't miss Izuka. But no. I kind of miss, miss the time he was around, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's... um. Yeah, he... There was such good wrestling at that particular point And, like, Nakanishi was inoffensive. Wasn't he? Yeah, and
1: he, he was there and he was boring, but it was okay. He was usually wrestling with people who weren't boring.
0: Yeah. He would, he, after this, he would go on for his last ever title reign. He would have the Never open weight six-man tag team championships. Oh boy. For <laughs> the whole of 37 days.
1: <laughs> Congratulations.
0: Yes. People well,
1: talking people. about people who weren't boring though. Yes. Shibata.
0: Oh, speaking of people you miss.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I forgot how good he was. Even in the little flashes, This is a 12-minute tag match. How much can you shine? But he looks like a star, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. Like both Goto and Shibata came out, and I I was like, oh, I'm so mad that I missed their tag team part of New Japan. Because that's so totally a thing I'd be into. But I can't just, I can't get myself to go back and watch this because I just miss Shibata so much.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just not fun. And this was the same. Like, I'm looking at him being a star, looking so healthy and being a badass. And then I remember that he's gone. Well, he's not gone, gone, but.
0: Yes, he's not, he's never going to do that again.
1: No. And it was against his. Wishes, like yeah. it's it's one thing if if a wrestler decides, okay, I'm done, or I'm going to take it easy, but you know that Shabata would never have decided to do that. No. So it's just oh, it sucks.
0: It was, it, yeah, it does. I mean, it's interesting watching Kara Tsubushi in this match as well as like, the he isn't there yet either, is he? Mm.
1: He's
0: not. He's. He's got all the tools, and this is still crazy, Ibushi, who only a couple of years before had salted off the Budokan balcony and got DDT kicked out of the building. <laughs> but, you know, he's, but he's still, he's not got that championship level presence just yet. No, still... He
1: looks like a boy. Yeah. Compared to all the others, including Goto and Shibata, he looks like a kid. Still. I
0: think I think Shibata was born with three days' growth, though,
1: Let's be honest. It <laughs> yeah, was not just their physical appearance, also how they carry themselves. Like, I know that people call Goto boring, but you can always tell he's kind of there. He's, he's str- he has a strong presence, a dad-like presence, as people call him. Yes. It's super dad. And the same mm-hmm. goes for Shibata. I don't think Goto Ibushi had that at that point, point in time.
0: No, he has it now in space. Yeah. Then, he just... Well,
1: he doesn't have a dad presence, though.
0: No, he has, he has a ring presence. He, but you pay attention when he walks yeah. through. Because that's one of the reasons why he always stood out to me. The first, match, first series I saw him in was of Voladors and in Shikara in 2011. I think he won that. And be, in the most god-awful final series, he had to wrestle Austin Aries and <laughs> it was like, this was before we, we found out enough about Austin Harris to realise how horrible he was. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And, um, and then you think he, re- he he wrestled um, El Generico in the final. And it was absolutely spellbinding to watch him wrestle then. But he just looked like a dude. Mm-hmm. And he still kind of does, but he's got more. He's, he's like Kota Bushi now. He's, he's the full thing. He he's the, the
1: weirdest, people. talented, crazy guy.
0: Yes. And then... Now he's the IWGP Heavyweight Champion and ruined everything, but that's not his fault. <laughs> oh,
1: he's not champion anymore.
0: He's no longer champion though. Oh. Well, well, is he? Is he really? Well, in our hearts, he is. In our hearts, yes. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, look, we're, we're re-ranking everything. The Never Overweight Championship is the only one that counts now. Then the King of Pro Wrestling, then the US Championship, <laughs> <laughs> and then the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship.
1: According to the New Japan website, he's still the Intercontinental Champion, though.
0: Oh, well, we, maybe that's the whole point. He didn't tell uh, Billy NoMates before the match. And now he's just going to sneak off with the Intercontinental title and bring it back.
1: <laughs> you yeah. take the ugly one that everyone hates, and yes. I'll take the one that's popular.
0: Bye! Yeah. Bye! Yeah. Um, shall we move on to the next match? Uh, yeah. Okay, sure. Then. So this was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight and Championship match. Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, the champions collectively known as Red Dragon, defeated Rapini Vice, Rocky Romero, and Trent Letter. So, uh, because, you know, they're Japanese, and unfortunately they can't pronounce B's and they can't pronounce R's, so they wrote it as they heard it. And someone wrote down letter instead of Varetta, which is his actual name
1: it's okay yeah they tried
0: they tried this is the reason why i thought tangaloa was actually called tangaroa for quite some time because again somebody had said something instead of writing it down
1: but that's the thing like i used to make a lot of gifts and i'd always question myself when i was writing tangaloa or tangaroa because the official website would always say tangaroa yeah. and evil the uh, the on air graphics would say tangaroa yeah. But then he'd have Tangaloa on his Twitter handle. Yeah. Twitter name. I'd be, who, who what, What's your actual name?
0: But if you're in the match, how do you know what's going to go on the graphics? And you don't always have time to watch your matches back, right, do you? No. So, yeah, that's probably like, why it took him so long to notice.
1: Is New Japan wrong? Is, are you wrong? Is there a mixed <laughs> signal thing going on? are you just in disagreement what's going on
0: yes now we know the correct way you spell it is beretta and lower <laughs> yes um but yes this is I, I actually think this is the reason why trent left for a but um <laughs> trance question mark yes um that and to get his mom a job you also have to bear in mind that at one point uh sexy chucky t was a member of chaos you have to remember that too. <laughs>
1: I, I remember it very yes. clearly.
0: Um, he and, he and, was
1: friends with uh, Okada.
0: Yes, and he also once main evented a New Japan show with Kojibushi. As you do. As you do, because he's sexy, cookie d, and he could do anything he wants to. And
1: he'd call all other guys sexy as well, which I loved. He'd talk about how handsome Sonata was. I'm like, yeah, you're right. He is
0: um but yeah this match was intriguing because it reminded me of how great the junior tag team division used to be and isn't right now yeah um because this was depth. this was two of a lot of teams not just two teams and that's where we really was i mean obviously bobby fish and kyle o'reilly are having great success in uh, nxt at the moment um and obviously trent along with the aforementioned sexy Chucky T is a mainstay of AEW wrestling. Rocky Romero is producing the New Fan Strong Show, so they've all done pretty well for themselves since this happened. Um, did you notice the finish though?
1: That was I've written this, this down as what was that finish though?
0: Um, Tiger Hattori, legend, profe- legendary professional wrestler, arguably the greatest professional wrestling uh, referee of all time. is because it was supposed to be a two. Awkward. Yes, that's the reason why they all kind of went, huh? <laughs> and Then
1: they, they did, and then um, either Fisher or rally. I don't know, I don't remember, suddenly started cheering. And I'm like, that sounds so fake, that looks so fake. Like, was that planned, what you yeah. were just doing? And hearing you tell me that it was a mistake, it makes perfect sense. Yes. Like it was such a shitty finish. It was also very clearly not uh, meant to happen. Like if it had been a storyline point, then I would have said, "Wow, that's quite an ingenious way of creating tension." <laughs> but it quite clearly wasn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing as well. It's like Dave Hebner and oh, sorry, Earl Hebner, who obviously former WWE Impact referee, currently AW referee always told wrestlers i will count you if you do not make the save in a tag match if you do not get your shoulder up i have to count you otherwise my reputation is shot and you can't use me as a referee and tiger was in the right to count to three because uh i think it was trent's shoulders were on the map for three so what else could tiger do
1: yeah it makes sense
0: you know he can't pull up he's tiger a (laughs) tory so yeah and they didn't really get the finish kind of right. I don't play. I mean, Tiger did miscount it, and it was kind of the because that wasn't anyone's finish maneuver. But and that's the reason why the fans didn't really pop for it because it wasn't the finish finish. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um. So it kind of got a bit flat. But again, Tiger can only count what he sees, and if he sees someone's shoulders on the map for three, he has to go with three because that's yeah. wrestling. That's it. But there you go. It was a cool match, though, to see those two teams together again. After it,
1: it was really, really fun. The, the the thing for me was that I was watching this on New Japan World, and New Japan World is shit. <laughs> so this was such an exciting match, but every 30 seconds I had to pause because it kept buffering.
0: Yes, I, I had it on my laptop and gave up and watched it on my phone instead because it couldn't buffer on my phone.
1: It was so horrible that I watched this match and the one before, simultaneously. Like I would watch the Nagata etc. match and then it would buffer and then I'd go to the second tab and I'd watch <laughs> thirty seconds of this match and I'd alternate like that. Because it just kept buffering and I was freaking out because I was waiting waiting i was looking at the matches that were to come and i saw a one hour match between okada and aegis styles and i was like if this is that way during the one hour match <laughs> i am not going to make it like this was 10 minutes for the one match and like 15 for the other and i was already tr- wanting to kill someone
0: it's, it's okay it wasn't that that match was not actually a complete hour <laughs> so it wasn't so bad but yeah the, this is the thing Paul Taylor, former host of the Daily Squash and the Talk Podcast Network, which we used to be on, um, did message me a while back saying, hey, I want to get into those Kanye Omega Arcada matches. Where are they on, on New Japan World? And I sent him the links and he was like, this is the most horrible thing to find things on I've ever used. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it yeah. is.
1: So much <laughs> it is completely undiscoverable. Like someone said... Uh, Just today, I I went to watch some matches, and then you said some names, I don't remember. And I was like, well, New Japan is okay if it's about how much stuff they have. yeah, Because they do have a lot of stuff, but finding the stuff is going to be hard. And watching it is also going to be hard, because sometimes the New Japan World website just decides, no, you can't watch, I'm just going to buffer every five seconds.
0: And what what I don't understand is this had English commentary on it, but it's only available in Japanese.
1: I don't know. Like, um, I, I know that there are shows on New Japan World that no one's ever going to be able to find unless they know about them. Yeah. Because there's the, the Kushida cams and the Yoshihashi cams, which I used to watch. I've tried finding them without typing in Kushida cam and Yoshihashi cam, but I can't. I don't I, know where they
0: are. I found them by accident. If you go two pages forward from this page, then you'll find them. How? Because I was... I typed in... I couldn't find King of Pro Wrestling. I could find King of Pro Wrestling for all the other years except 2015. So I just put in 2015 and scrolled all my way through 2015 until I found King of Pro Wrestling.
1: And it's like it makes no sense like you have so much stuff also also i I had the buffer issue right and i went to i got as far as the okada aj styles match and i was like i'm not going to watch this if it buffers because it's that's going to be awful and it's going to be way too long so i tried putting my vpn on the us and suddenly it was fixed
0: The European servers are not scruff, is what you're saying,
1: are they? That, or they allocate certain bandwidth to certain parts of the world.
0: That's a possibility, I suppose.
1: Or it's like you can only watch a couple of matches or a couple of shows, and then you get the shoddy, not working buffer bandwidth. Yeah,
0: it, it's weird, but because the, the bit that annoyed me is like they they and to the commentators at one point, and there's Matt Stryker, who did commentary on this show, and there's no English commentary version of it. And I'm like, eh? but then. Well, then maybe I... it
1: is, you just can't find it, because New Japan World is shit. <laughs>
0: that is a possibility. I also thought that Stryker isn't a current commentator for New Japan, so they'd have to pay him royalties.
1: Maybe, but then they'd have to get rid of so much, because like, Kevin Kelly is the only guy who's... Still around.
0: Yes. Well, a lot of the old Karina ones aren't there anymore. So, mm-hmm. we'll see, I guess. Because it was Stryker and Kelly on this show, I think.
1: Yeah, I saw Kevin Kelly there.
0: Yeah, it would have been Stryker and Kelly on this show. So that's yeah, I show.
1: heard Stryker's voice. I, did he used to commentate Impact? Uh,
0: he, he, com- he commentates Impact now with D'Lo Brown. And he used to commentate on Lucha Underground.
1: Ah, Lucha Underground. That's it. That's where I recognise his voice from.
0: Yes. He also amazingly was wrestling in uh, West Coast Championship Wrestling and advising the commentators there.
1: (laughs) He's a terrible commentator though. Like he was. I don't know how he is now, but he he used to make such gross comments.
0: Yes. I mean, he's like from a wrestling commentary point of view, he's great. From a personality point of view, no,
1: mm,
0: okay. but yes. Well, um,
1: let's continue because um, we've already talked almost an hour about four matches.
0: <laughs> and we've got a lot to go. And there's let's,
1: five more to go.
0: This is the trouble is that we get talking about stuff. Anyway, next up was the IWGP junior heavyweight championship match, which was Kenny Omega, Kenny, the cleaner Omega versus Matt Seidel. 15 minutes and 26 seconds. Matt Sidell was not long for this world, because within the next 12 months he would be not allowed in Japan anymore, ever again. Uh, and Kenny Omega, I wonder what happened to him?
1: Yeah, I don't think he was very popular.
0: No, no. Um, I think
1: he went the Captain New Japan route and just <laughs> left.
0: <laughs> yes, we don't, we don't hear anything of him in this company anymore, so therefore he must have retired. Exactly. He's, he's raising sheep in, in Ontario. Um, oh, is he
1: from Canada? I didn't know that.
0: Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, we're in Kenny the Cleaner Omega, full-on, you know. um, He
1: was so annoying.
0: Oh, my God. Simulating uh, Ko-Kai's Kenny Omega, because basically this entire Cleaner character was based on the Cobra um, uh, character in the Sylvester Stallone movie in the 1980s. So it's all very big hair and rock and roll and, you know, having a twitch.
1: I'm being obnoxious like yeah. oh you were so annoying <laughs> like there's there's a K- kenny omega kind of annoying and then there's a tetsuya naito kind of annoying like naito is annoying for his opponents yeah. kenny omega when he's trying to be annoying is annoying for
0: everyone <laughs> yeah yeah he he's a jerk really is all the way through this he's good at that though and yeah I think... it's
1: it's i'm i'm not mocking him or telling him he's wrong yeah. for, do, for doing so i mean that's a character he's an obnoxious guy who thinks he's all that but he's really really annoying
0: <laughs> and then on the other hand you've got matt seidel who's essentially you know a really well-built yoga instructor um, oh,
1: well google translate calls him matt Seidaru. wow yeah yeah i've, I've written that down because I, for a second i was like who's that oh wait seidel yes who cool. is also, the, we were talking about this a couple of podcasts ago, about a wrestler who follows my GIF account.
0: Ah. A wrestler
1: who was in New Japan for a bit, yes. and no longer is. That's him.
0: Yes. Um, he follows
1: my GIF account.
0: I was trying to think back to see if we'd actually covered this post, this show before on The Troopany Show. We did. But it was really in the very, very early days. Me and Alex did it, and it's not on the current archives of The Troopany Show. And it's probably buried on a hard drive somewhere. Um, the, the the coverage of this particular show when we did it the first time, and so I listened to the 2016 podcast, which was me and Chelsea and uh, Marcus covering it, and we we did uh, talk a lot about the fact Matt Seidel managed to get himself um, kicked out of Japan for trying to smuggle drugs into the country, which was stupid.
1: Decisions, decisions, decisions.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Like, Japan is the one country on Earth. Well, they won't, like, you know, stick you in prison forever, like Thailand. But they will do horrible things to your career if you go into that country.
1: Yeah, well, he's clearly still very much into Japanese wrestling, though.
0: Yeah, If he followed
1: my GIF account, for no know, reason.
0: Ho- hopefully, then, you know, he may be eventually allowed back one day. Um, but, yeah, it's like mvp obviously who has a very serious criminal record uh, when he was wrestling in new japan had to have a very specialist visa that cost a lot of money to be able to go wrestle there um they, they're very strict on their immigration laws so it wasn't a sensible choice but let's talk about the actual match itself it was a very good match and the cage match users give it 6.75 which i thought was a bit mean to be honest i thought it was better than that what did you think of it It was
1: really. Fascinating for me to watch the crowd slowly get into this match. Yeah. Because I think they were really quiet in the beginning. Mm. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know the storylines behind this. I don't know if this was a random match or if there's like a two year storyline that led to no. this. <laughs> but the crowd seemed really dead in the beginning. And then the more they tried and the more they. I started using creative moves, the more the crowd got into it. Mm-hmm. It's like they were telling the story that the crowd needed to hear. Because in the beginning, it was like, why should we care? We don't care about you. But they were made to care because at the very end, they were so hype. Every every jump that Seidel did, they, they were screaming and being excited. So that was the most interesting to me. As far as the wrestling, I really like both wrestlers, but they're not for me because their characters don't interest me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So for me, the progression in the crowd was way more interesting. (laughs) That might be weird, but I just really enjoy watching crowds slowly get into a story the way they did here.
0: I know what you mean. I think actually. Sidel so 's best character work was his work in impact wrestling when he turned heel and he became this Bengali kind of evil yoga instructor character, <laughs> which showed a lot more depth because before that, he was, you know, he was ever born in the WWE, everyone airborne ever, that's, you know, he was the aerial wrestler's aerial wrestler. He could do things other wrestlers couldn't do. But as he's got older and he slowed down, you need more strings to your bow, don't you? And he's a much more compelling character wrestler now than he was then, for sure.
1: Yeah, and the thing also with Kenny is, is that he's he's getting there, but he's not yet the wrestler he's going to be.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, So... I think, I think this is the thing. At the time, New Japan wanted him in the junior heavyweight division for a year mm. before they essentially, they knew there was going to lose some people. And the following Wrestle Kingdom is when the mass exodus that all go to WWE and suddenly space for a new main event here. But if he hadn't had this year, which he thought was a waste of time, I don't think he'd be as good as he is now.
1: Yeah, and also it it tells a story. Mm. Like he starts at the bottom like being nobody, being a junior, and he ends up on top. It's also why I kinda like Shingo having been in the junior division.
0: Mm. Yeah. It feels right, doesn't it? And yeah, also- it feels
1: like like there's a start to it, a middle and an end. Instead of some like I like Zack being in the heavyweight division. And I understand why they didn't put him in the junior division.
0: Yeah.
1: Instead of the heavyweights. But it's also kinda like you haven't had to prove yourself.
0: You could argue, though, that Japanese wrestling fans would know his Noah Jr. heavyweight days.
1: Yeah, but not everyone will know.
0: No, I suppose not. So, yeah, I mean, it depends on, like, as well, because we know Zach from his British excursions where he is a heavyweight, because there's no real weight divisions in the mm. UK anymore. So, you know.
1: But then Kenny's wrestled in America and Canada as well, where there's no heavyweight junior. Yeah separation either really
0: hmm. so it, but i think you're right i think you i think it did him good i think it gave the new japan fans of time to appreciate him and up until this point he'd always been a baby face as well
1: yeah uh, i think this looks like like beginning kenny where he's trying to figure out what parts of his gimmick are going to stay and yeah. he's, he's like experimenting a bit yeah. I did, I, that's just my guess because I didn't watch this year. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I
0: think by the time you get to Wrestle Kingdom of the following year, where he loses the title to Toguchi the I think no, is a Kushida. Sorry, not to The we, the junior heavyweight title is third from the end behind the Intercontinental on the heavyweight championship. It's given a lot more presence. The matches are longer. He certainly did his part to elevate the junior heavyweight division as much as the junior heavyweight division ele- ele- elevated him. Um, but it is different to see him in this position for sure. Shall we move on to the next match?
1: Yeah, it's talking about Exodus,
0: indeed, <laughs> all of them are in this match. Bullet Club, Bad Luck, Farley, and Guns and Gallows. Duck Gallows, Carl Anderson, these days known as the Good Brothers, lost to Toriano, Kazushiki Sakuraba, and Shinsuke Nakamura of Chaos. Um this was a weird lineup of wrestlers because <laughs> obviously guns and gallows were perennial tag team contenders and at the time tag team champions. Kyle Anderson was challenging Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship at the next major event, hence the reason of the stress on them. Sakuraba ended up in chaos more or less by accident when Tarayano suggested he joined the group after they had a run in with the Gracie brothers about a year before, about six months before. And Sakuraba was like, All right, where's the form? and actually filled the form in to apply for a job with Chaos.
1: Does <laughs> Does Yano have that
0: yes, yes, power? Yes, he is. <laughs> Well, it, it was lucky because you know, Sakuraba is old school shooter, so Nakamura loved him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did, but like, imagine Yano like being drunk somewhere and he's like. You look like a good guy, wanna be in chaos. And the guy says, Yeah sure, where's the form? And signs it. <laughs> and like Okada's sitting there, wait, he he's in chaos? No, wait, I'm I, I don't agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, well Wrestle Logic? Wrestle Logic, but I mean Sakuraba was a perfect guy for chaos. In the sense of... Him.
1: Hey, that's cool. I, I've never seen him wrestle, except maybe... Was he recently in one of those Wrestle Kingdom battle royals?
0: No, but he was, up until about two weeks ago, the Global Honor Crown Tag Team Champions in NOAH.
1: Because I... He I looks familiar. See, I think
0: you may have seen him in... You might have seen him in a battle royal somewhere. But Sakuraba wasn't around for a great deal longer after this. He left at the same time as Nakamura and... Yeah, he must
1: have, because I don't remember
0: him. I don't remember watching him. His last appearance in New Japan was Nakamura's retirement party at uh, the Kurikan Hall show, like the month after Wrestle Kingdom. And because he had um, him and Josh Barnett, absolutely funnily enough, the former New Japan guy again. Uh, Josh and he started working on a mixed martial arts company together, which still goes on. It's uh, called Quintet. Those five on five martial arts matches, winner stays on, which is an interesting concept that those two came up to put together because they're good friends and have been for a long while. Um, but yeah, so you know, Sakuraba was kind of like he was taught by, um, taught to wrestle by um, Yoshiaki Fujiwara of the Fujiwara armbar, but of course he just calls it an armbar. And I'm just tired of that joke. Um, and he, he was UWFI, UWF, Fujiwara um, Gumi, UFC, won a couple of UFC tournaments as a light heavyweight against the heavyweights. You know, he is badass of a list of the top 20 toughest guys that ever lived. lived. Sakuraba is going close to the top. So, yeah. Um, but he, he wrestles for nowhere now. He's like, he's like in his 50s as well. <laughs>
1: that might might have been where i saw him i i don't watch much noah but i do have universe so sometimes i'll watch stuff yeah
0: so but this was fun match wasn't it
1: yeah it was very i i shinsuke is another guy i've never really gotten to watch yeah because by the time i got into new japan enough to be able to recognize who is who he was already gone Hmm and he got into wwe in the time that i lost interest in wwe
0: yeah
1: so the most i've seen of shinsuke has been like ring entrances on twitter Mm. and one one of those interviews that nooch did
0: yeah but this was this was the ring entrance for this the crowd was so pumped to hear that music
1: and i have heard that
0: music in so long um, like in this context i've listened to it by itself but it's not the same as i've been crab popping for it
1: he's such a star though like I, I i know everything i know about him is from people's people describing him and the way people talk about him is like he's a god like i know that's ibushi's thing now but he's right it's it's amazing and watching just one match even if it's a meaningless tag match is just such an experience because you can see the the charisma just oozing off of him and i don't think he was trying particularly hard in this match
0: no no he wasn't
1: but he's still like the star in the match
0: And, and, and
1: that's with two of bullet club really trying very very hard to be noticed
0: yeah i mean carl anderson kind of proves his worth in this match in the sense of he has to make himself seem like a single threat to, to a wrestling god. And yeah. he, he does make himself be that because of his mouth and his ability. Cal Anderson is, is a very good professional wrestler. Um, and he shows how good he can be in this particular match, I think.
1: Yeah, and then you have Jano. <laughs> who's
0: Jano? Who's
1: Jano. <laughs> who's who's, he's like fucking with Bad Luck Fale, which is basically things never change I guess <laughs> and he's barely in the match and then wins the match with a low blow yeah which you might not have seen because your monitor doesn't like Yano low no, blows no it
0: tends to go out like towards the end of the Yano match don't well
1: I'm telling you he that was illegal and ah, he should not have won the match
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure that Red Shoes Uno was right on top of that was he yeah. Was he
1: even in the match?
0: And it, it may have been somebody else, but I'm sure <laughs> if it was Red Shoes, he would have seen that. I have unshakable faith. Uh, uh, but, yeah. uh, but for seven minutes you're and questionable. three. Sec- <laughs> for seven minutes and three seconds, they pack so much in. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Well,
1: even Tama was in this match.
0: Yes, kind of.
1: With his hair, I miss that hair.
0: Oh. Yeah. I like his new haircut. He has made managed- I don't understand like like, when he cuts his hair short, how he looks like 15 years younger.
1: Still handsome.
0: Yeah, still. But I miss he, the hair. He's a, he's a very good looking man, but like, when he has short hair, he looks like a 12 year old boy.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> go that far.
0: Okay. No, but he does look like really young. Um, y-
1: younger, maybe.
0: Younger. Okay. <laughs> Shall we go on to the next match?
1: Yeah, this is your match, isn't it?
0: Oh, this is awesome.
1: <laughs> I was I was looking at the title um, screen like, oh, what what matches are going to be on this show? And I saw Makabe and it's like, eh. and then I saw Ishi and I go, oh, James is going to love this yeah. one. Yeah, oh,
0: ah, this is this is seventeen minutes and fifty four seconds of pain, just <laughs> pain delivered in a professional style by Tony Makabe and Tomohiro Ishii. I've forgotten how good their matches were. Like Makabe, I can take a leave seven days of the week. But if he's wrestling Ishii or Minoru Suzuki, I will watch that (laughs) because Makabe to me is like Greg Valentine used to be in the eighties and nineties. If you hit him hard enough and for long enough, he will have a great match. But you you can't just have five minutes with Makabe. You've got to get past fifteen minutes before he gets really into it, and then he starts trying after about ten. So this was the ideal length of time. You can't go too long because he can't get past 20 minutes where he starts puffing and blowing. So you've got to get it around about 17 minutes is the perfect amount of time, and Ishii is his perfect opponent, because Ishii doesn't care none, and will just keep throwing him about and hitting him until it looks good. And that's the reason why you watch Ishii versus Makabe, in my opinion. You may have a different one, though, Christy.
1: It's just so cute how excited you get. (laughs) Like, Like the last match, you were like, eh. But then it comes to an issue match, and you're like, "Yes, this is my thing."
0: It is. It is. Uh, hoss fights, dad fights—they're kind of my area of expertise.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: And it—and it's like—and I didn't grow up on this style of wrestling. I grew up on technical wrestling. I love watching technical wrestling. I could watch Zack Saber Jr. or Diana Peraza, or you know, all, the, all of those beautiful chain wrestlers that are wonderful to watch these days. But two big lads wrestling is my bag.
1: yeah i know (laughs) and i'm always happy for you when i say that there's a match like that on the card even if it's not technically for me
0: no so i'm sure you enjoy ishii and makabe to a a certain extent
1: yeah i i enjoy what they do it's just not my style like goto is the limit of the kind of rough housing that i enjoy Mm. Like, Goto is just a step below Ishii and Makabe on that level. Like, there's some character to him as well. Yes. So, that's as far as I go. If it goes below that, then I'll still enjoy it. But it's not my style of wrestling.
0: That's okay. Tomohiro Ishii did show some character in press conferences this week when he did say, (laughs) Hujo Takahashi, the point. <laughs>
1: well, that's also the thing with Ishii. Like, I love Ishii. Yeah. But his wrestling tells the story. He doesn't tell the story, if that yeah. makes sense. He, yeah. His character is that he's a wrestler. Yeah. Um, And not in the way that Shibata had that. Because Shibata had kind of that was his actual character.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas Ishii's character is I don't know how to explain this. He doesn't go out to be the wrestler. That's not what he wants to portray, but that's what, that's what he is, because his character is not a storyline-driven character.
0: No, his his story is bell to bell. Yeah. That's the story he's going to tell, and he does it in a unique way because he changes approach to every opponent. He'll steal them. Some guys, like Maccabay, steals his moves. He stole, stole the King Kong thing. yeah, yeah. And... Sometimes he'll pull things out just because you don't expect him to. Like I remember the US, IWGP US Championship match against Kenny Omega. And he pulls out a Poison rhymer. He'll maybe do that once every five years. But it's just like, yeah, I can do what you can do. I just don't have to because I'm better than you. And that's
1: also why I think he's never going to win the top title.
0: Yeah. Because
1: he lacks the... I don't know if he lacks it, but he doesn't use it, the the character and performative side.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's bothered either. I think in the sense of he wins every championship but the big one, and Mm. he'll go 40 minutes and have a breathtaking match, and it'll be better than anything you see for two years with the champion. But he doesn't get there in the end. You know, yeah
1: and I don't, I don't think he minds, but I know that there's a, there are a lot of fans who are, well Ishi should win. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: I, I don't think he should win. I don't think he's that kind of character.
0: No, he's not, it's not but the, the, he deserves it. Well, yeah he does, but there's no deserving in wrestling. It should be the best person that draws. from a non play point of view, it's the person who draws the most money should be champion. I don't like Hulk Hogan, he's a horrible human being and he's a fair to middling wrestler. Well, I know he makes money, so I have no problem with him being WWE Champion in the 1980s, because he's the right guy for that era to make money, because that's the whole point of pro wrestling. And if you look at from a storyline point of view, certain characters shouldn't get there, because they should always be trying to attain. You know, Okada looks like the champion, he should be world champion. He has the tools everything's there ishii is incomplete and he's always searching for the end of his story
1: yeah and it's also it's easier for a character to win a championship and make it into a story than it is for a wrestler Mm. to do do that if that makes sense
0: yeah that's i mean this championship the never openweight championship at the time ishii was the perfect champion because he could tell stories with other people
1: yeah, and he also doesn't have to be the main story.
0: No, you know, and the, this the, that's, the, that championship is what made NATO. You no, know, fucks NATO. That that feud with Ishii because Ishii was a blank slate for blank slate for NATO to bounce off to create this ignor- ignorables character, because Ishii's so the opposite of NATO. Ishii cares so much about professional wrestling. Cares so much about being the best. Too much. NATO learned to not care so much.
1: Yeah, and I think that Ishii is kind of like that belt, because that belt is about wrestling. Yeah. More so than the story of being a champion. Yeah. And I think the Intercontinental belt and the heavyweight title were more about who wants someone who wants to be a champion.
0: Yeah, the strongest and the best. The Never Openweight Championship is actually for the best wrestler in that sense. It's the best storytelling guys tend to win that championship and keep it and look after it. Tanahashi's is a dreadful choice for that championship in one sense because he's not he's not the right character. And I like the way he said, I'm not going to wear it around my waist until I feel like I am a Never weight Champion because it disservices people like Ishii and it disservices people like Makabe who had those great reigns in that style, so I have to create my own style and then I'll feel like an open way champion. That's brilliant. That's a really good way of telling that story. Shall we move on to the next match?
1: Yes, let's get to Okada.
0: <laughs> so we're going to swap the actual matches around in this one, because we're going to finish with Tanahashi and NATO, because that's the focus of this show. So we'll go to Akada and AJ Styles, which was an 8.4 star match. Um, from the cage match users. It lasted 30 minutes and 15 seconds. It was very long, but it was exceptionally good. And you see why AJ Styles was arguably the best worker in the world, and Kazuchika Okada was arguably the best worker in the world at the time. They were on a different level. They were going longer and they were going further than the IWGP Championship had gone in a long time. But the story was there, the false finishes were there, the champions was, championship meant something and the crowd was so put over and so hot for this match. What were your thoughts on it, Christy?
1: Uh, this match reminded me of the Okada when I first started watching. Yes. he's so clearly a star. He's completely the full package. He's a champion material in every single way that there is. And I think you forget that sometimes when you see Dork Okada in <laughs> in, in multi-man matches on Road 2 shows, you know? Yes. Especially right now because the crowd isn't as into it or they can't be as into the matches the way they were here. So he doesn't feel as big as he actually is. Like this match, just watching him walk out there with the the money falling in the background and when he when he won sorry spoiler um (laughs) (laughs) the confetti falling down it's like he's such a star
0: yeah
1: in every single way and AJ styles is like he's propping him up he's making him look even more of a star yeah just by being there and it's 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 amazing it It makes me miss that okada
0: it kind of makes miss aj styles in new japan as well I, I guess
1: so, like, I have some issues with AJ Styles.
0: From, yes, politically speaking, I... The gay community, community thing. Yes, um, he's, he's a little right-wing for our taste and a bit bigoted. However, as a worker in that environment, just on his ring level, he was great. Mm-hmm. And especially as I watched him for 10 years in Impact Wrestling, having the same match with the same guys for 10 years. And then he goes to New Japan and is like a different wrestler entirely. And he's doing the same moves. And he's doing the same thing. The difference is they treated him like a star. And hey, he makes money for them. <laughs> yeah, And
1: he, he's also, he's quite clearly trying to be a heel.
0: Yes. The, the
1: very first thing he said in the match was, um, some people in the crowd were chanting his name. Yeah. And he went, I know my own name, thanks. Shut up. Yeah. It's like he knew what his role was. He wasn't trying to get over. He knew that he was there to make Okada look like a star. Yeah. And So he was already telling the crowd, no, you're not going to make me the face in this match. Shut up.
0: No. And that's that's the thing. That's where... Kind of the wheels come off for Bullet Club within the next 12 months after he leaves and Kenny suddenly becomes the leader of Bullet Club and the books take over and the elite era of Bullet Club where things aren't quite so cut and dried and arguably it was the most productive period of Bullet Club because AEW wouldn't exist without it, but equally you could argue it's the least productive period of Bullet Club because they weren't good heels.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, it's already kind of visible here. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure that people who were chanting A.J. Styles' name were foreigners. Yeah, I don't think they were
0: Japanese.
1: No, because so it was a can... hockey
0: chant. It wasn't a. Uh, a, it would have been just words, A.J. Styles, A.J. like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah. So was... you can already kind of see the rift forming between the Japanese, and the English language side of things. Yeah. But in this case, AJ is tr- trying to rebel against what the fans want. Yeah. Which I don't think the rest of Bullet Club, uh, Kenny Omega and the Bucks actively did. They were always like, yeah, we're heels in Japan, but we're faces to you guys. Wink.
0: Because <laughs> they were trying to sell T-shirts in the Golden Yeah, it, and
1: it makes sense. But it also, I, I remember talking with you about this on a podcast. Yeah it makes it very difficult because there are heels in one area of the world and faces in the other and you can't tell stories where they're opposing things
0: no no it makes it difficult to give clear narratives like Uh,
1: you you want to have a clear face but whenever kenny was in the states he was a face and whoever he was against even if it was tanahashi or uh Kushida or Kada, they were automatically heels because everyone was rooting for Omega, which completely ruins the story and makes no sense for the Japanese fans watching.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's all right in one sense if you, hmm, you, they could have done it a different way, but the trouble is, when you do like a co-promotion with Ring of Honor in the Midwest, say, you want to send your biggest stars in this situation, so you send Tanahashi and Okada and you send NATO, who are all well NATO isn't but let's say Akada and tanahashi, who are baby faces, and you send Omega as the opponent for them, but he's a face, so you have two faces, but they can't both wrestle like faces. it doesn't yeah. it, you can't tell the stories you want to tell. The obvious like way of doing it is what. WWF did with Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation in the 90s, where they were heels in Canada and they were babyfaces sorry baby faces in Canada and heels in America. But that's easy because the entire countries are with you, so you just turn you just flip the switch. So when Steve Austin and the Undertaker are in Canada, they're heels. But you can't yeah. do that with Tanahashi and with Shibata and with Kevin <laughs> 10 because they're trying to sell t-shirts too. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it, you can also kind of get away with that when you make it clear, as the WWE used to do, like this is bizarro world. Yes. You make it clear that that's not normal.
0: Yeah. That'd but they
1: don't do that whenever Bully Club went
0: no. to the
1: U.S. It, uh, it was like, what? Okada's trying to be the face in this match, <laughs> weirdo.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it's, it's like the, the CM Punk in Chicago thing. Of course, CM Punk in Chicago is going to be the biggest babyface ever when he's wrestling John Cena. Uh, but the commentators didn't say that. The commentators were like, why are they cheering for Punk? He's going to take the title away. Why aren't they supporting us? Yeah, they- and if
1: they had, they'd have pictured it as, well, this is his hometown. That's the only reason why.
0: Yes, exactly. Because they had to sell the right narrative. And that's the thing that New Japan sometimes doesn't get right. The whole narrative over the commentary as well is, you know, I, one of the, one of the, I've had a lot of flack about my position on Will Osprey as you can imagine, in the last couple mm-hmm. days. Not as much as you did. Um, but as <laughs> someone said to me today, well, how do you know? That was the thing, like they said, I've mentioned like, look, I don't know how you're trying to sell your international strategy based on this guy as your champion. And someone said, how do you know it is that they 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 aim at the American, the european market with they're aiming at a different market with Ospreay as champion and i said because chris charlton said so on commentary this is a new era for new japan pro wrestling as we try and appeal as worldwide players it says well, they're yeah. doing it now which is great but back then it was such a lost in the shuffle kind of way of doing things and but now but the card we're talking about aj and the good brothers are heels they're proper heels they're doing Yeah, and the they're right trying
1: way. to be heels like yeah aj noticed the little bit of support he got and he was like i'm i'm putting Something an end now. to that right now at the yeah. very beginning of the beginning of the match you're not doing that and that was it it's also okay. it was a very clear message also to the people watching at home yeah which is the very opposite of having a YouTube channel aimed at the fans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, books, we ain't ragging on you. You gotta make a living, we understand. And
1: I get that, but it just doesn't work in a, a cross promotional kind of setting. Like, no. New Japan is worldwide now. Yeah, yeah. So you have to keep in mind that you can't just pretend that the Japanese crowds aren't seeing what happens in the US and the English speaking fans don't see what happens in
0: Japan. No. It doesn't and work
1: like that anymore.
0: No, and if you look at the way G-O-D act, they're heels. Yeah. They, their international presence, Tama has a podcast and he's done videos and stuff, but he's a heel. Yeah. When he talks as himself, he still keeps a lot of that character. He's a heel. You know, that's the that's the whole point. You know so Yeah, and he
1: also makes it very clear that there's a difference between Tama Tonga, the character Yeah and the guy. Whereas there's a lot of overlap in AEW's side of Bullet Club.
0: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> someone said to him, You mean Tom at someone apparently Tom has signed with New Japan again for like a ridiculous amount of time? Uh for a wrestling career, for wrestling in his, his stage in his career, as someone said. So you mean it's like staying in high school for you in forever? And Thomas said, "High oh, is a lot of fun." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> high like, school
1: is paying his bills, and yes, it's I, fun, and he only has to be there a couple of months a year.
0: I would suggest he's probably earn, earning around about seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for doing six months worth of work and he's not going to get that anywhere else, and they will not get his character, and they will not understand him anywhere else, and they will bury him, because...
1: M- gets... Imagine what kind of gimmick they'd give him in cannot... Tangaloa if he went to WWE.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Wawa well, we was there before and didn't catch on. Their loss.
1: <laughs> they'd they put him with Roman. Yeah. Probably.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, Polynesians together.
1: And they'd never get anywhere beyond that
0: exactly so not because could... of them
1: but because of wwe
0: yeah or you could be the greatest tag team of all time
1: yeah mm. and get more title reigns than even tenzan and kojima
0: yeah and win tournaments which they never did mm. anywho let us get on to the point of this entire podcast
1: <laughs> It's has been a long
0: point yes yeah, a long point Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, defeated Tetsuya NATO in 19 minutes and 55 seconds in a match which I'll admit wasn't the best outing between the pair. But you see so much in this match of what is to come. For a start, NATO is accompanied to ringside by a large hooded figure who stoically stays at ringside and does nothing for most of the match. He wears a mask and he wears a suit and he takes and his off. And eyeliner. He takes his mask off, the airliner didn't stay, I'm I'm suggesting that might not be a bad idea. Um, (laughs) He takes his mask off, removes his suit, and these are these strange symbols that are on his trunks, which says, was ing de hapon. It's the first time we see this, and it's the first time we see this kind of attitude in a big main event style match, and it's NATO's first match with Tanahashi since he changed his attitude, and it shows. He is aggressive. He is also lazy. He is a duality as he wrestles Tanahashi, refusing to tie up, then attacking him on the ground. It's a confused, empty space. It's chaos, but he's starting to rein in the chaos. And it's an interesting set of character choices for a wrestler that's trying to redefine himself. What's your thoughts on this, Christy? Because this is the most fascinating period of NATO's turn, I think
1: it's kind of the birth of LIJ in a way mm-hmm. because Naito is finally finding himself and uh, which means he can now work with the others in LIJ as well if that makes sense like he's mm-hmm. he's finding himself and he needs to find himself before he can lead yeah and i think that's what's happening in, in this match as well he's Well, first of all, let's talk about the very beginning before I get to the mushy stuff of (laughs) the entire (laughs) stuff. Um, The commentary team starts talking about, oh, look, Naito's coming out with the mask. And like my Japanese is not really good, but I could kind of figure out what they were talking about. And I was looking at the guy, um, I'm like, that that person is way too thick to be Naito, and his hair is way too shiny. And it's way too blonde. That is not Naito. You're both blind. <laughs> and then Naito walks out, also masked, but it's quite clearly Naito. And you it's. Re- you
0: could recognize, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you could recognize those eyes in a crowd from three miles. Away. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, also, <laughs> the way Naito stands is just so different from the way Evil, well, Watanabe still yeah. was standing. And Wasanabe was quite clearly wearing a suit that was too big for him. Yes. And so the first thing I noticed, I'm like, if this is Naito, because they were shown his hands first, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if this is Naito, then he, he, he's improved a lot because his suits lately have been great. <laughs> and this one isn't. And then I could see, well, this guy is way more thick than Naito is. And oh look, that those are evil's eyes. And I'm a big enough Lij fan that I can recognize the guys by their eyes. So I was like, "Oh, this is what we're doing," because I <laughs> I, I haven't actually watched this.
0: Yeah, this
1: is the first time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Flanahashi sh- shows up, and the other two are still in in masks, I think. Yeah, and it's like naito is still hiding himself away from new japan because Tanahashi resembles well and not resembles what's the word embodies yeah embodies new japan
0: yeah
1: he's everything new japan is and wants to be and naito doesn't want to be like that so he's still hiding himself away and he does his uh, spiel of taking like 10 minutes to undress <laughs> In the most boring striptease ever, but that's the point. Yes. And Tanahashi's like, "Hurry up, man!" And he's trying to get the crowds into it. And is this the first time he's done that? I imagine so.
0: I think so. Yes. I think it's the first time I saw him in a suit. I think it was. It, it seemed otherworldly because always before he'd always been like ring jacket and you know, fancy ring jacket with frills and stuff, and uh, he was kind of like. It was the other side of being a luchador it was it was the technical side of being a luchador you know we we were discussing this me and john were discussing this when we did the triple a podcast a few weeks ago everyone has a great entrance you know they may be terrible wrestlers but they have a great entrance Mm -hmm. (laughs) and an amazing outfit and that's what he's learned from cmll he's learned like the way you dress and the way you present yourself is important the way the fans will react to you whether you take your time, whether you go fast, says something about your wrestling. It's a total package thing. I think Maka Samora has my favorite ring entrance ever.
1: Uh, that, but her outfits are always gorgeous. Yeah,
0: too. that's it. She, she, you look back earlier in her career and she was all fist and fire. And she's like the red swim arena swimsuit days from the early days of Gaia. You know, because that's what they had to wear as as a rookie and stuff. And she kind of has this grim determination on her face. But as she grows older, her attire is better and it's fuller, and she wears these big flowing gowns. And there's this sense of confidence on her face of I am the greatest professional wrestler in the world today, and you only exist in my world because I allow you to. Now let's get to work. And that presence is something that's really important. Suzuki is obviously the great example of how to use your entrance as a way to intimidate or present yourself in a certain way. And Naito here is trying to rewrite how you enter a professional wrestling ring. And he does.
1: Yeah, he's making someone like Tanahashi wait. And he's not making Tanahashi wait, he's making everyone wait. Yeah. It's like, I'm doing this at my pace. I'm done allowing you guys and not just or on Japan, but also the crowd to tell me what I need to do so you'll wait for me this time yeah and And he'll be as annoying as he can
0: (laughs) and he goes out of his way to break rules to not necessarily breaking rules isn't necessarily his thing but to be as disrespectful as he possibly can be yeah
1: well he's also breaking wrestling conventions a bit yeah because the um, at one point tanahashi well at the, at the beginning naito is just annoying and tanahashi is getting more and more frustrated and then tanahashi gets one move in and he'll, he decides to pull himself up back into the ring and then launch himself at naito and wrestling conventions say naito takes the move hmm But Naito says no, and he moves away and Tanahashi falls flat on his face on the outside. And that's just such a Naito thing to do, but it's also breaking every rule in wrestling. Like you're supposed to catch the guy who is throwing himself to the outside. That's the rules.
0: (laughs) You can't just
1: allow him to fall on the floor.
0: Samoa so Joe used to do a move where like someone would come off the top rope with a clothesline and you just sidestep them at the last second and they just look to the camera. Exactly.
1: But it's breaking all the rules and it's perfect storytelling because Tanahashi is also getting more and more annoyed. And that's the, the chemistry these two people have, like the wrestlers, but also the characters. Because Tanahashi is like He is New Japan. He is all their morals and their wishes and what they want to achieve. And he's... Naito's annoying behavior is causing Naito to temporarily forgo all those morals. The more the match goes on, the more frustrated Tanahashi gets. And at one point, he gets booed because he's breaking the rules.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. It's... It's the, it's slow anarchy. Like, the people I see have done this in the past are like a lot of comedy wrestlers. Jano's a good example of someone who defies convention by using them. Mm -hmm. And people like the fabulous Royal Brothers, the British tag team in the 1970s, took the conventions of a professional wrestling match and turned them on their heads. Just because that's how they got over the fans love them because they broke the rules or stretched the rules to in their favor. You know. Yeah, and
1: and that. Naito is kind of forcing New Japan to break their own rules.
0: Yeah. That's it. It's 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 a slow rebellion. It's a slow revolution.
1: And it's yeah. also getting back at them because yeah. he's he's it's like he had to change everything about himself to be accepted. Yeah. So now he's forcing New Japan uh, and Tanahashi embodies No Japan to break their own rules and their own morals and to go against what they set out to be and yeah. it's like, it's a perfect story in that way
0: I think mean, there's a lot of I was thinking about Les Kelly actually a British wrestler from the 1950s and or 60s and 70s who was a massive star but he was a massive star because everyone came around to his way of thinking which is what NATO did in a different way you know Kellett was everything a wrestling star should not be. He was middle aged. He was out of shape physically. He was not did not have a physically good body. He was thinning in his hair, but he knew how to work a crowd better than anybody else in a baby face way. And that's what made him a massive star. you know. And the flip side of NATO is, he was everything you needed to be a star. But it didn't work because his personality wasn't the right way of going about it. was far too earnest. He was trying far try fight too hard. And he had to figure out how to not try as hard to get over to become this big star. And yeah,
1: while well, well actually still wanting everything oh, yeah. that he wanted. Because it's clear that Naito still cares.
0: Oh, yes. He, he, he just never just... stopped wanting to be the big star.
1: <laughs> or the, the baby face, I think.
0: No. He just, He's
1: just learned that it that's not for him. He can't do that. Maybe yeah. that's also why he dislikes Tanahashi, because Tanahashi can.
0: Yes, because it becomes so easy for Tanahashi.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that's thats the thing. You know, it was like, uh, I read a review of a Thin Lizzy album once, a live album once, and then it's opened with, Phil Linnet had a smile that said, panties crashing to the floor across all of Europe. And Tanahashi has that smile. I don't mean to be as graphic in that sense, but he has that smile of people just love him. Yeah. They adore him. He is the embodiment of what a wrestler should look like, how a wrestler should move, and should behave. How a wrestler should behave. You know, he's he is the moral compass of being a, the perfect professional wrestler. Yeah. He's not a good guy, by the way. If Tanahashi needs to break the rules, he will hammer you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he was bleeding in this match as well. So he yeah. was going all out.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he, the the match he had with Nakamura at, um, that I talked about earlier, an at invasion attack in 2013, he murdered Nakamura. The fans booed him out of the building. But it was yeah. for the Intercontinental Championship, and that's more important to him than anything.
1: And New Japan is more important to New Japan than yes. the fans or the wrestlers. That's exactly. basically the story if if new japan needs to go evil it will
0: (laughs) yes and there, it's also
1: it's also kind of um funny that captain new japan showed up yes because new japan literally showed up and was unable to save tanahashi (laughs) (laughs) there's something in that as well like i'm not sure if it's intentional probably not
0: no But
1: there's something ironic in the fact that Captain New Japan can't save Tanahashi.
0: Nothing can save you now. Tanahashi does win, by the way. Yeah, because (laughs) Goto
1: and Shibata show up to um, kick the evil's ass.
0: Yeah, it's towards the end of the match. uh, The referee goes down when NATO just literally whips Tanahashi into Red Shoes. And I'm looking at the match and I'm going like, Red Shoes, why didn't you move? You can see him coming towards you. Just step (laughs) out of the way. But no, he stands there like a vehicle in headlights. Wrestling and logic. 250 pounds of wrestling legend in his stomach.
1: To be fair, if Tanahashi was that close to me, I'd be unable to move as well.
0: Well, yes, but that's for entirely different reasons.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know what Rachu's type is. Well, no, no, I'm a, I assume not. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm making the rough guess. As a married man with several children, they probably wouldn't. Um, anywho, where was we? Yes. um
1: the, the run ins.
0: Yes, the run ins. So Evil does a run in and attacks uh, Tanahashi, which Captain New Japan half heartedly tries to stop. <laughs> he
1: was like standing on the ring apron, like,
0: kind of like leaning evil, in.
1: Evil, stop. you're supposed to hit me, Evil!
0: <laughs> <laughs> the worst feeding ever. And then Katsuyu Shibata and Hiroki Goto come down to make the save properly. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's It's actually, Tanahashi has friends here.
0: Yes, competent wrestlers who know what they're doing.
1: But there's and, uh, like three people willing to run to the ring to help him.
0: Yes. This, right this
1: is... now, in 2021, he could Absolutely lie there in the zero. ring bleeding and no one would show up. <laughs>
0: of course they wouldn't. i it'd be all right. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> but
1: this but, yeah. is also when run-ins are fun, though. Like, that's what I don't like about the run-ins from Bullet Club. Yeah. Is that, you know, no one else is going to show up. Yeah. So it's always going to be one-sided. Hmm. If you know that faces also have people showing up, not always, but sometimes then, then it's not a foregone conclusion that the heel is going to win. Yeah. So I wish they would do that more. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, You we can see what happens. and um, you also get the debut of everything is evil. Uh, against Hiroki Goto, and the match ends with high-fly flows. We don't even see a Destino in this match, which is important because it starts telling the narrative of we need a Destino to finish a match with NATO mm-hmm. to win.
1: But Naito doesn't care. No, am losing?
0: And then also, you don't just need a Destino; you need a good Destino that comes in the next couple mm-hmm. of years. I like, didn't quite land it right, so I have to do it again, Destino. <laughs> <laughs> I it's have like,
1: to have a, an A-plus destina.
0: Yes. It's it's like, I'm not going to learn a new finishing maneuver that may actually be successful the first time. No, I'm going to keep persevering with this imperfect thing that I love so much, which is another story that NATO tells so often.
1: And also the story that he didn't really care. He left the ring with evil, looking happy. Yes. Even though he lost. So the story isn't that he, want, he needs to win, the story that he's just fucking with Tanahashi in New Japan, and that's good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's, he's made his statement, and that's all he needs to do. And that becomes the story of Tetsuya NATO.
1: And he's already very popular, though.
0: Oh, he is. In yeah. this match. Yeah, they're not booing him. Uh, they're, not, they're supporting Tanahashi, and he's clearly the fan favorite, but they're not booing NATO.
1: Yeah, there are some boos
0: there are but boos there's boos. also when he spits in god's face yeah <laughs> <laughs> they did like that
1: yeah but there's also like there's small bits of the crowd that are cheering him but it's not nearly as big as it's going to get
0: yeah it's 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 an interesting statement of where they were with this character and you can see the imperfections that get smoothed out in the next couple of years, for sure. Have you anything left to say about this card? No. Neither Neither have I. I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. So, this was the first episode of In the Beginning, which will become a Patreon exclusive.
1: And it may get tweaked a bit.
0: Yes, because we're going to look at things in a different way. But the idea is generally to tell the story from the start and go mm-hmm. back to ideas in wrestling promotions all over the world and with characters from all over the world. I'll try and give you an insight that's a bit different from our general overviews on the Beginner's Guide to and our general analysis and shows. We're trying to dig a bit deeper into specific things. So if you like the show, let us know. And if you'd like more of the show, we will put it on the Patreon page. Yeah,
1: and also art, if you yes. like art.
0: Would you like to explain the art?
1: Well... The idea is, and I'm going to try really hard, but I have issues with deadlines and stuff. But the idea is that every month, people who have signed up to Patreon get uh, a drawing by me, done by me. And that can be either a New Japan wrestler or any of the promotions that I watch or pay attention to. Um, it may even be connected to the episode we do that week or that month. I don't know. At this point, I'm working on some, but I haven't finished anything yet. So I can't promise anything, but I'm hoping to get some done before uh, next
0: month. A smart ink-fested piece of yes. product, if you will. And that'll be exclusive to you. Um, and, and
1: to Patreon.
0: And to Patreon. Okay, so if you're Patreon users... Uh, which we're trying to grow our patrons so that we can do more things basically, <laughs> uh, and offer more services in the Troopany Show channel, then that's what we're going to do. So this is our pilot, and you, you can contact me to talk about all those things, at show at BlownStar on Twitter. Where can we find you, Christy?
1: You can find me at smarkinfested on Twitter, or at Gifts if you like the gifts.
0: You can also find the show at Troopany Show on Twitter, the Troopany Show on Facebook, and on Patreon, all importantly, uh, and The Troopany Show as well. Thank you very much for listening today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and this pilot show, and we'll try and bring more to you should the request come through, which we hope you do, and we hope you enjoyed the rest of The Troopany Show channel as well.
1: Remember how we talked about it was never going to go an hour and 40 minutes?